Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Rebecca and Rebecca. Who are the Rebeccas? Well, I am. My name's Rebecca Yager, and this is Rebecca Reed. And we're all about books. Whether we're reading or writing, we love books. We're both writers and we're both readers. And so we're here today to talk about some of the books we're reading. And then next time we'll be interviewing the authors. So we hope this is helpful to you. So what's our book for this month, Rebecca? This month, we're going to review Out of the Water, which is a, it was just published last year in October. It's by Anne Marie Stewart. And it's a, it's, it's called a historical fiction, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that and, and how that works. Um, it's really about, let me get the blurb here, and I'll just read the blurb for you so that you can get what Amazon says. Um, Irish immigrant immigrant Chauvin Kilday's impetuous flight from a Boston lover in 1919 leads her to a new family in an unfamiliar Montana prison town. After a horrific tragedy impacts her children, her land, and her livelihood, Chauvin makes a heart-wrenching decision with consequences that ripple for decades to come. Mysteriously linked to Chauvin is Genevieve Marchand, a battlefront nurse in France who returns stateside to find the absence of a certain soldier is her greatest loss. Anna Hansen, a music teacher who tucks herself away in a small Washington town, assuming her secrets are safe, and Aaron Ellis, who thinks she and her husband won the lottery when they adopted their daughter, Claire. These interconnected stories, spanning three continents and five generations, begin to unravel in 1981, when Claire Ellis sets out to find her biological mother. And this book really does span time with these five women that we're going to talk about from Siobhan in 1919 all the way to Claire in 1981. So while it is technically a historical fiction book, it spans a lot of generations. And uh, I, I found the book very good overall. I really enjoyed it. I mean, let's just dive right into to what I think, if that's all right sure. with you. Um, my favorite character was probably Siobhan. I, uh, she starts out the book and uh, she's a strong character and I loved reading her sections of it. And as Anne-Marie goes on with the book, we each chapter is a, a, a different point of view from the women. So you get to know all five women, but it was a great start to the book, I thought, with Siobhan. I agree. Um, well, I'm a really big fan of, you know, Ireland and Scotland and all of that stuff. So the fact that she was Irish, uh, really, I really like that. And uh, she's pretty fiery and she has a will of her own. She's a little bit stubborn and a little spoiled. Um, but I think her, you know, her sense of adventure and just wanting more really kind of struck a chord with me. And I really liked, I liked that. And I liked how she didn't have a lot of the prejudices that other um, ethnic groups, you know, between the ethnic groups, you know, the Irish and the, and she was just fascinated by the Italians. And, you know, there was just so, so much there that, that I really liked. Yeah, she did have a great adventurous spirit, like you said, and, and you do, you kind of fall in love with her immediately. But as the, the book goes on, her strength is just incredible as she faces each obstacle and uh the difficulties of her journey 
that she just finds a way to, to be strong, even in her most painful moments. I agree. And uh, yeah, I think that's that strength also, you see that carried through, you know, as the generations go, each of the succeeding generations has some of that strength, you know, too. And I think that was really interesting. I mean, you, the blurb mentioned Genevieve, um, who was a nurse uh, in, in World War One. One. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, which one? And, uh, you know, she just, too, had that same kind of fighting spirit. She was um, not quite as openly adventurous as Siobhan, but still she was willing because she wanted to help people and she had a very caring heart. And, you know, that really plays into the story also, how, how big her heart was and what she did with that later and how that connects to everything. Right. And, and without giving too much away, because it's, it's hard to review these books and not give away this whole story because it's, right. it's an exciting story. But, but Genevieve, like you said, is not quite as open, but, but her strength is a, is a quiet strength, even as she's wrestling Mm-hmm. with are, were these the right decisions to make um, in trying to help others even as she's trying to help someone there's some repercussions there and and that she carries with her but she also has that quiet strength which I, I really appreciate in in the book so it's not just Siobhan's out there strength but it's it's Genevieve's more quiet mm-hmm. quiet strength mm-hmm. so um, another character I really liked was Claire's mother Erin um, you know, her, her love for her daughter and Claire's adopted. And I don't think that gives, because it says in the blurb that Claire's looking right. for her, her biological mother, but Erin uh, is her adopted mother and how she supports um, Claire through this journey, whether she agrees or, or disagrees. I don't think she totally agrees with everything Claire is doing. Um, you know, shows that strength of a mother. There's the, the motherhood strength in this as well. Yes, and that kind of ties through all of it really, because Siobhan's, um, a lot of her decisions are made because of that being a mother and wanting what's best for a child and how dis- difficult those decisions were for her as a mother, but she had to think you know, beyond herself. And I think that's, that's exactly what Erin does with Claire. She's thinking what's best for my child. I think she has that curiosity as well because her husband is really the one who's negative about it. He does not want to open up, you know, the past at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I also really liked Anna, the music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I thought it was really interesting that Anne Marie, the author was able to come up with all of these different personalities of women but yet make them have that strength in a, in different ways and be likable as much as they were, mm-hmm. you know, because they are all different, but yet they have that kind of tie in that strength and, and the fact that they want what's best and they're all pretty much wanting to help others and they're, they're generous people. But um, Anna, I just feel like she's had such a tragic past and I just felt really, um, I identified with her a lot. I think the loss that she suffers um, without going into detail, you know, really makes, makes her strong as well. But she, even though she's running away from things, she still has, you know, ability to, to make a life for herself and go on 
even though it's kind of in a sheltered sort of way, a protecting, a protective way. All right. I think you make you make a good point. All these women are are different, and that's hard to do with with five women in this story as we're spanning the generations. You could have the generational differences, of course, but but uh, uh, Stuart really has done a good job with each woman has different characteristics, different quirks, even mm -hmm. uh, different. I don't want to say levels of strength, but quiet strength, loud strength, even even turning the inward. But you know, even. Anna, who is the quiet character of, of this group, uh, still, as you said, finds a way to, to make a life for herself and make a, make a good one. And, mm -hmm. and still, you know, trying to, to come to grips with the choices they make. And there are some difficult choices that, that all the women in the story make, uh, which makes it intriguing to mm -hmm. read. Um, because it is a generational story, there are different um, settings. We go from, well, Ireland almost, Boston, to mm -hmm. uh, the small prison town, which where mm -hmm. a lot of the story takes place in Minnesota, mm -hmm. that uh, the town intrigued me. I don't think I had known uh, much about prison towns that there was even such a thing that existed. Yeah, the the prison town, you know, Deer Lake is um, it's a real place. So, um, and I think I'm sure Anne Marie went there and actually toured the town and got a really good. A feel for it and I think she describes it really well and, and you're right I don't I'd never really knew much about prison towns especially in the time this was built the train you know was really interesting too how you kind of see the America the expansion of America through the story as well because the train you know bringing immigrants to the west and then where do they settle how do they decide you know where how far they're going that kind of thing was really interesting and um you know, Washington state is pretty much where a lot of it takes place, Spokane, and then around Seattle and, and just in kind of all over Washington there. Um, and in of course from Montana too, they're in Montana part of the time. So it's like, um, I, I, I used to live out there. So for me, it was, it was kind of nostalgic and I loved it. Um, but she does a really good job of describing the settings. They're very real. Um, they seem very uh, plausible, I guess. Everything you can you can visualize it, and then you can be like, "Yeah, that's that's how it would have been," or whatever. So yeah, I think I think she did a good job, and I can't wait to ask her next month. Um, you know, she really did visit Deer Lake and and what that was like to do the research of this book. And can't you almost visualize a United States map where you're you're seeing Siobhan's journey from Boston yeah, on the train <laughs> going yeah <laughs> and stuff yeah. And all the way to, to Washington it is it's a nice historical feature of, of the United States and that was a good mm -hmm. point of, of how it was settled and how people moved or sometimes how they settled Siobhan her goal was not to settle in this prison town in mm. in Minnesota but that's where she landed and, and that's always interesting to me intriguing about that um Talk about conflict for the story. Um... Well, we, we start out, you know, the major conflict at the beginning, and I think this doesn't really give anything away because Siobhan, when she moved from Ireland with her aunt, who is not a nice person, she doesn't like her, she doesn't get along with her um, at all. And so the fact that she had to leave her home, her family, come to a new place 
on a ship and then settle in a in this place that was kind of hostile to Irish people um, with someone she just didn't get along with. I think that's part of what spurs her adventurous side to begin with is she just hates being at home. So she goes, explores, you know, and that's how she meets all these people and does all these things that in the end kind of boister the rest of the story, basically. Um, so yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of internal conflict, I would say. There is external conflict, but a lot of it comes from in, internal inside the characters. It's it's as they make the decisions, what they're faced with externally, and it really the ripple effects um, mm -hmm. from these decisions that really carry through. And um, I think Emory Stewart does a really good job with with dealing with the emotions. I'm I'm back to the characters because it's such a strong character story and lots of intricate mm -hmm. mother daughter relationships, aunt niece relationship that that was not great, which in a sense that relationship catapults Shaban, you know, into her life, which rippled into the into the rest of the women's lives. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. And then yeah, and the revelation that she gets from that is really kind of the catalyst for the whole thing. Exactly. And and in a sense, history repeats itself. In a sense quite it often yeah. in this story it happens i mean it's not exactly the same circumstances for each woman but it is you know there's elements of each woman's story that are similar right so right in a way of history repeating itself but but how it all comes together and and i do think um stewart tied it up very nicely at the end um mm -hmm. i thought it was a great ending um now to be honest with with going through the book because you know, we've got these five women and there are chapters devoted to each woman's story. When you're first reading it, and this is my opinion, I had a hard time keeping up with who was who until I got into the meat of it, except maybe for Siobhan, because she was started out the story. So she was in my head quicker. And then as the introduction of the, of the rest of the women came in, now it didn't take very long, but I do want to be honest for me, especially if you're one who doesn't read all in one sitting, and this is a pretty healthy book mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty long book that you you do have to you know at first pay attention to who's who but she draws them really clearly I think this may have been in my own muddled brain because she draws the characters really nicely but I will just for a reader that that kind of pay attention and it all just comes together so beautifully I never lost interest in the story um, wanted to know what was happening next and, and how things were. This was kind of my kind of story because I love these emotional, you know, uh, even happy, sad, powerful consequences to our decisions, um, but, but how God can still redeem so much in our lives. And that was, again, she wraps it up so beautifully that um, it, it was worth the little trouble I had at the beginning to, to distinguish who was who. Yeah, and, and you're right. There are, you know, there are a lot of characters. So that in itself sometimes is bad. But the fact that they're all scattered throughout the throughout history mm -hmm. makes it even more interesting. And the book isn't written in a sequential fashion. So you jump from one to the other, and sometimes you're you're jumping over decades right. in the in the meantime, even centuries, right? So mm -hmm. 
it is it is a very well not quite a century but almost um i guess and but it is very um i think if you're not if you forget like you stop in the middle and you don't have that heading then you have to kind of reorient yourself but as a writer i looked at that and i was like wow you know for somebody who wants to write time slip novels this mm -hmm. book would be one to study because it's not done sequentially which makes it really interesting and i think you could really you don't see a lot of novels written this way most are, even the time slip ones are sequential from both stories you know a lot of right the, start, the old story is sequential you know the the past story is sequential as well as the modern story so this one is quite interesting and unique so if you do have a book like that this would be one that you could perhaps um peruse as a you know a comp title for your for your story um absolutely for the for doing slip time dual time novels this was an interesting and a different approach to mm -hmm. do that also just um to look at these five women and how different they are. I think it's good as a writer to look at the character development and what she did to make each woman stand out um, differently. Uh, you know, even just looks and personality and, and things she gave them, the quietness of Anna as opposed to the, the adventurous of Siobhan. Um, so, so it's a good study that way if you're really into studying characters and how to develop them so they are different across yes. the page so do that um i i do like the the characters do grow and change throughout the story too so it's a good way of, mm. of showing that um claire we don't get to see that much of her because it's just this one one scene she's 1981 that comes in and 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 she's pretty bullheaded <laughs> and pretty determined um to, to get her way and her poor mom Erin has to either go along for the ride or, or feel like she's going to lose her daughter um but uh some sometimes the bullheadedness begs me too but I, maybe on the flip side I wish I had that kind of determination and gusto to go after after things so um, yeah it definitely interferes a little bit with well, it makes it, it gives her some experiences that aren't all that positive because she does kind of bull herself through and and she doesn't always listen to her mother, um, you know, and take her advice. And so she gets herself some emotional baggage that she might not and had she listened, but she also may not have found the answers that she ended up with if she hadn't been that way, too. And I think her decision to just move ahead triggers changes in other characters that were necessary to come to the resolution yes. that we ended up with yeah. so yeah I, I agree with that i agree with that so she did reap the consequences of, of her decisions at times like all the women did but uh mm -hmm. but you're right it helped trigger some positive things too many positive things that, that mm -hmm. we threw out in the story so um overall we are Again, this is our first episode here. We are going to do ratings in a sense of like movie ratings. So whether it's it's appropriate for kids or adults only or, or whatever. So Rebecca, what, what movie rating are we giving this book? Well, I believe this is a PG. It does have a couple of um, maybe, well, it has a little bit of a triggering um, issue. There is a suicide, although the suicide is dealt with very 
kid glove. It isn't focused on the suicide itself. It's more focused on the reaction of the people around this person and how they deal with it. And then the consequences moving forward of that choice. Right. And so there is that, but it, like I said, it's, it's very, it's handled very well. There's, there's no, there's no language. Um, oh. There's a couple of mentions of some uh, like some prostitution. There's a, but there's nothing shown. None of it is on the page. It's, right. There's a few things that happen. There is a rape that happens, um, but we don't see it. It's just the consequences of that. And so I think it's completely um, family friendly, really. I just think there might need to be some parental guidance as far as the, those couple of things that I mentioned. That's, otherwise, I think it's, it's really, it would al it's almost G but not quite not not quite because of some of these heavier topics mm -hmm. with, with the sexual assault it is in a prison town too and there's a little uh, bit about yes. prison and and the suicide the the emotions and the after effects of the suicide do play a big part so um those would be the only things and again a lot of that is off stage but it is part of the book so the theme of that might be a little heavier so i wouldn't call it a, a g but i agree with you i do think it's a, a pg book on that um we're also going to give a starred rating and we're going to do one for readers and one as writers on this. So Rebecca, however you want to start readers or writers, how would you star this book? Well, um, I think as a writer, I'd have to give it five. I, I think there's a lot of really good stuff here that I could learn from. I did learn from um, as I read it. And so I think it has a lot of benefit there. So I'm going to give it five, st five stars there for, for a writer. What about you? Um, if we can do half stars, I would do four and a half just, just to, uh, again, character development is off the charts for these five women. So to, to do that, but again, just keeping track of everything um, mm. as a writer, it is a good lesson. All right. Yeah, I guess I have to up that five stars because you can get so much good from this all the way through. So I think I will agree with you. I will retract that, retracting. <laughs> Give it a five star for writers because there is so much you can study and learn from and glean, including the pacing of the book, which was mm -hmm. even jumping the decades and the time was good pacing and kept yeah. the story was always moving forward. So that's real important to, uh, I was never bored as a reader. So to readers, um, I am going to give it four just because of the confusion at the beginning, but you are trying to, with the caveat that you're trying to tie this massive story together and it's hard to introduce everything until you are able to see it come together. But as a reader, uh, the payoff is is phenomenal on it but i i would give it four stars as a reader yeah i think i would go I, i'm kind of like you know, like the half you know I, I think i would do like four and a half yeah. um i wouldn't yeah it's i mean i like to give five stars to things but i think i'm gonna try to back that off a little bit for this for this reviewing because i tend to just say oh yeah i loved it and just you know but um i think four and a half i I did love the book. Um, I have some, I had some insights that we'll talk about next month uh, as far as knowing who everybody was. So I didn't have the confusion because mm -hmm. of that, but um, yeah, it, it is. It's just, it's a really good book and I, I enjoyed it. Well, I, I think we'll put it on our recommendation list. Um, 
for sure. And speaking of next month, we will have the privilege and we're so excited to be able to interview the author of this book, Anne-Marie Stewart. And she's going to join us and then you'll hear all about the insights that Rebecca had uh, with this story and, and how it came to be. So we hope you will join us again. Um, and thank you for being a part of our very first episode on this. Any other closing words, Rebecca? Well, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about us or learn more about what we're planning on doing, um, we are going to have a, a website, uh, RebeccaAndRebecca.com. And we have, uh, this will be available as a podcast and a YouTube video. So be sure and check out whichever you prefer. If you like to watch or listen, it's entirely up to you. We have it available on both of those. And um, we're so excited that you joined us for this. And we, we welcome suggestions or anything, you know, that you would like to share. So, um, yeah. 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 Please contact us again. It's Rebecca and Rebecca.com and there'll be a ways to contact us there and there'll be links to the podcast as well as to the YouTube video. So we hope you will join us in February when we interview Anne-Marie Stewart, the author of Out of the Water, and we'll see you next time.